Hello you. Welcome to this space. I'm your host Ruth and this is No Time for Small Talk. The podcast where we unpack the more complex and deeper aspects of life and explore taboo topics with curiosity and open discussion. We will be delving into mental and physical health, addiction, trauma, birth, death, and pretty much anything else we can dive to the depths of. If you have found your way here, I'm sure you are searching for something deeper, and I hope these conversations provide you with enlightening perspectives, comfort, education, and a smile or two. So wherever you are listening, welcome and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of No Time for Small Talk. Today I am here to talk to you about the topic of living life abroad. So I thought this was a good time to have a conversation on this topic because I'm just back from a five week trip home to Ireland where I went back home with my now husband to get married and we brought his two kids along with us. And it was their first big trip abroad as well. And the trip consisted of just so much fun. It was, you know, five weeks of connection to family and friends. It was walks out in nature. It was swims in the sea. It was, you know, sitting and chatting to friends and family and It was birthday parties and weddings and reunions and all of the just amazing things that home brings. And along with all of that, it was Ireland and it was summer. So, of course, it rained almost every day. Um, But, you know, that did not matter. It did not matter one bit. And since I've been back in Australia now, I've been doing a lot of reflecting And I'll be honest, you know, coming back to Australia this time around was probably one of the hardest times I've had to leave home. And whether that's to do with having such a good trip and spending such good quality time with people or whether it's to do with the fact that emotions were so high for the whole trip and, you know, there was so much to celebrate and... Yeah, so much um, brought to the surface or whether it's to do with, you know, me and my partner getting married and that kind of level of commitment coming back this time around. Um, But whatever it is, all that I can say for myself personally and for everyone I left behind, you know, it was really, really tough to leave this time around. And so I thought that This is a really important and interesting topic to talk about. And I know that there are a lot of people that are living and have created or are creating life, you know, somewhere away from where you come from and where you've grown up. And for a lot of us where most of our family and friends still are. Um, And yeah, I feel that right now with where I'm at and how I've just come back from a trip. It's just a really good time to dive into this topic and open up this conversation. So where to start? Um, 
I guess I've maybe touched on it in previous episodes, but for me, I have been living in Australia now for two and a half years, almost three years. Um, and prior to that, I had also lived in New Zealand for a year and been traveling for quite a few months as well, a few years before I came to Australia. So yeah, for me, it's become something that's a norm for my adult life to be away from where I grew up and where my home is. Um, But as time goes on and as my life becomes a little more settled and a little more structured, I personally find it harder and harder to be far away from home. And I think for me personally, I have found this feeling alone to be quite a lonely feeling because from what I can see and from what I've experienced, there is this huge myth about living abroad and about moving abroad and particularly about Australia, in my opinion. Um, You know, it feels to me that when you're considering moving to Australia, it's this kind of uh, rose-tinted grasses of what life looks like. And it's essentially all about um, the beach and surfing and a free kind of floaty hippie lifestyle that, you know, you have no ties and you have no, um, uh, you know, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Responsibilities, I guess. And of course, that is a complete myth because whenever you set up life anywhere after a few months, that all falls away and life becomes life and life becomes a little bit mundane and responsibilities creep up and, you know, we have to work and we have to live and we have to create new community and find new friends and all the things that are inherently challenging as an adult. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I think something that's talked about so much is the moving away process and the, you know, deciding to go on a big trip or deciding to go on a year abroad or two years abroad or creating a new life. I feel like all of that stuff is talked about a lot and is discussed so much. But to me, the bits that really aren't spoken about as much is the kind of what happens when the fun wears off or what happens when the excitement and thrill and newness of a new place kind of fizzles out and you're left with just the reality of life. And what does it look like to live abroad then? You know, to live away from your close network of people and to live away from your home. What does that look like and how do we manage and how do we navigate that, I guess? So, yeah, I mean, I think... I think all I can do is speak on my own experience and yeah, express, I guess, how the process has been for me and how I have 
dealt with that. So for me, I definitely found that until me and my partner moved and started to have his kids in our life more and in our life, you know, 50% of the time living with us, I didn't notice how much I was missing home and how much I was missing family and friends and support. Because I think prior to that, I was really wrapped up in the newness of a new place and I had only lived here for uh, eight months or something. And, you know, we were in that stage where life was really fun and I had my work and my partner had his work. And on the weekends, we did our things together and we went on trips together. And, you know, our life was in some way quite free and quite fun and everything was on our own terms and how we wanted to live and chose to live was on our terms and we went out for takeaways you know three or four or five times a week and we went out for fancy dinners and I felt like I was able to be okay with having pockets of time where I spoke to people at home and kind of touched base about our lives and what we were all up to and kind of had in the back of my mind, you know, a time that I would aim to be home or seeing people again. And it was for me then really when we moved and we started to have custody of my partner's kids half of the time that I really started to notice the isolation from living so far away from family and friends and a really solid and strong support network. And I think that this is something I hear all the time from anyone I know that has kids or has kids in their life is that the need for support and the need for connection and community just increases so much. And you know, for us in our life, the situation that we're in and the the place we live and how our life is set up means that we don't have any family around whatsoever. So we don't have my family or my partner's family around. Um, And so when we do have the kids, we just don't have any help. You know, we don't have any time for ourselves and we don't have any um free time (laughs) you know we don't have anyone that will watch them or bring them off to do something and that's just the way it is and so I guess it was really when that our reality changed and our structures changed that I really noticed how hard it was to be away from home and how hard it was to be just away from normal what's normal for me and away from that connection And I've really thought about it a lot in the past year and well in the past two years but in the last year I've been thinking about it a lot about kind of the differences between home and here and the things that I struggle about most about living in Australia and I've come to realise that the biggest difference I find is that I feel back at home there's this real sense of community and there's this kind of intermingling of lives that happens so 
fluidly and so effortlessly that I just haven't experienced here. And so what do I mean by that? Let me unpack that a little bit. So, you know, as I said, we were just back for a big trip back at home and what hit me immediately straight away is just how connective and intermingled everyone's lives are. So some people will really dislike this about home and some people love it. And for me, it's something that I love the most about Ireland and about being home. You know, it's this idea that pretty much every day that we were back, we saw, if not everyone in my family, probably 90% of them. And if not 90% of them or everyone, it was also the extended family and friends and extra people. And so it was like, it's this, it's this, it's this community feel where it's, you know, it's the norm to speak see people regularly. It's the norm to call by people's houses or to be sitting at home and for someone to pop in or for someone to come by for tea or for someone to ask you what you're doing for the rest of the day or, you know, to offer to take kids away somewhere to do something or to ask if you can watch the kids while they go to do something. It's this sort of connection and mingling of lives whereby people really flow together and rely on each other a lot and to me that creates this huge sense of community and huge sense of connection that I feel is really lacking and really missing in my life here in Australia and you know there's this part where it's almost You know, if you're planning on doing something for the day, you'll reach out to your family or your friends or anyone else that's nearby and ask them if they want to come along and join as well for the day. And if you meet up with someone in the morning and you are, you know, going to have a coffee together, quite often that coffee will then lead into, oh, what are you doing now? And, oh, we're going to go for a walk. Do you want to come too? And then that walk might lead into, oh, we're actually going to have lunch. Do you want to have lunch as well? And then that might lead into, well, you're welcome to come back for dinner. You know, and quite often then what started off as seeing someone in the morning will actually turn into a full day event. And again, all of these things are things that just don't happen in my life, in my experience here in Australia. And so what has been my experience instead of that is that everybody seems to live their own very individual, very private lives. And each person or each family's life seems to be set up in a way where most of the week it's contained within you or you and your partner, or you and your partner and your kids. And then maybe one day a week or a few hours on one day a week, people will have pockets of time to fit in with other people or with an activity or with an event. And it feels like this kind of intermingling and merging and blending of lives just doesn't really happen in my awareness. And you know, it's funny, I was talking to someone this morning and I was saying like, I couldn't even fathom 
calling into a neighbor and asking for some sugar because you've run out because I feel like they would actually laugh at you and ask you why you can't afford to buy your own sugar you know and it was kind of a funny point because it was like that sort of stuff is it was just the complete norm for me growing up and you know if you run out of flour you'd ask the neighbor if you run out of flour or milk you would ask the neighbor if you can borrow a little bit you know or you would just there's just this sort of it's almost like this open door thing where it's like even friends, you know, even friends that I've always had or growing up friends that I had, or even now to this day, if I go home, there's this thing where you just walk into your friend's houses, you know, you can just arrive or your friends will just arrive and there's no need to call ahead or there's no need to, there's no need to call ahead or to pre-organize or pre-plan or pre-warn that you're coming. And yet, again, I would never even consider doing that with any of my friends here because it feels like there's this unspoken thing that your house is your private space and doors are closed. And unless you've made and pre-made an arrangement to meet up, you don't cross that boundary line of someone's personal space and someone's home and someone's family time. And so again, when you bring all of these things together, to me, it creates this loneliness and this isolation and this feeling that everybody is living in their very separate individual lives. And that's just how it is. And coming from a country where it's just so different and where you know, you're so used to constant, almost interaction and engagement and connection. And then moving to a country where this is my experience, you know, everyone does live in, in their kind of isolation and their own lives. It's this, it's almost like a come down and it's almost like a withdrawing from that connection and that real warm connected loving embrace and so yeah coming back again was difficult because once again I came from five weeks of really getting filled up with that connection and you know as I say spending every single day surrounded by people and just talking and laughing and eating and drinking and just having such a good, loved up, connected, fun time that then it's been really hard to come back and to acknowledge that, you know, we come back and we get back into work and my partner works long days and um, friends are available probably once a week if, if that, you know, and um we just get back into our isolated sort of lives. You know, and I will say at the moment in my life here in Australia, I feel very lucky because I have amazing friends and I've created a community around myself where I feel really supported and loved. But it's just 
such a different way than what I'm used to and that what I call home, that that is the challenge. So, yeah, um, so yeah, that's sort of when I'm speaking about the kind of challenge of adapting to a new place and adapting to a new country and kind of fitting in in that way, there's that part, you know, and then something that I think again, isn't really spoken about is when you are traveling or moving to a new place, whether it's short term or long term, and you're not living in a way that's sort of typical of someone who's traveling or exploring a new place. So, you know, something that's really common is to move to a new place and stay in hostels and be really involved in kind of the nightlife and socializing and drinking and um meeting new people and you know having kind of like a wild fun time and being really free and what I've seen with myself and many other people who I know that have moved and not wanted to engage in that sort of lifestyle again this isolation and this loneliness creeps in because as an adult when you're moving to a new place and you're trying to you know, create new habits, break free of people that you know and used to know and, you know, um, get out of old routines and old stagnant patterns and you're trying to create a new life for yourself, it's super, super difficult to break through and make new friends and find a new community and find new hobbies and find new things to do and places to grow when you're not putting yourself out there and putting yourself out there on the kind of putting yourself into those situations that are kind of the quote unquote sociable and meet new people scenarios. And this kind of then brings me back to what I was saying about this sort of boundary that I really feel here in Australia. And I speak on Australia now because it's the place abroad that I've spent the most time. So it's where I can kind of relate to the most from my own experience. And so when I was saying about how I have this feeling that, you know, everyone sort of has this strong boundary around themselves and their kind of personal life and their home, for example, something that I've really come to notice is when people are engaging in, you know, a lot of nightlife or going out drinking a lot or kind of socializing in that way that is where people allow that boundary to come down or to even drop off and so there then that's when I see this kind of co-mingling and this kind of merging and this kind of really putting yourself out there and and talking to people and engaging and laughing and communicating and you know kind of um how do I explain kind of then asking people to come and do things with you or spend the day with you or go for food or go for lunch or, you know, meet up next week and do this really fun thing. But then quite often, then when everyone goes back to their house or when the night finishes or when people then wake up the next day and they're sober, 
there's this almost embarrassment and fear that washes over people because they have let that boundary drop and they've let themselves really come out and connect and put themselves on the line in a way that they're not used to or that they're not really sure how to follow through with. And so then quite often what will happen is plans that got made or suggestions that came up or, you know, really connective conversations that happened are kind of pushed down and forgotten about. And so things that may have been shared are really pushed down and ignored and pretended that they haven't been and plans that have been made, people kind of backtrack or just don't mention again. And again, I feel like it's this kind of sense that underneath, I feel like as humans, all that we want is connection and all that we want is to just meet people where we are and where they are and we want to you know spend days together and spend time together and we want to you know sit with our friends and either talk for the day or hang out for the day or do errands together for the day or you know plan things I feel like that is at the depth what we all want as humans we want to connect and we want to feel heard and we want to hear people and we want to share experiences with other people and I think from what I've seen happen a lot is that well from my experience again and what I've seen because the culture here isn't in a way like that for many people and like I say this is all my experience so I'm sure there are places where it's very like this in Australia and I'm sure there's people who are super connected and super mingled and all the rest but this is my personal experience because I don't see people living in that way and I don't see the culture being set up in that way. It's almost then like this need to drink or to use substances or to get out and really break out of your shell is this kind of longing and wish to create that connection in the way that people are really like deeply needing and deeply wanting but then it's kind of coming out all wrong and it's coming out all mixed and then there's this almost bearing yourself and then being seen and then being scared and pulling back and hiding away all over again so that was a real ramble on kind of the same thing and I didn't think I would go off on such a tangent about that but I did because it's obviously means a lot to me. Um, But I did want to kind of just speak a little bit on the things that I do to kind of help to navigate this challenge with living somewhere so far from home. So, you know, just to speak a little bit more on that, basically with our current situation and the current setup in our life, we me and my husband are living in Australia at the moment and it's somewhere that we neither of us envisage being kind of long long term in the future but based on lots of different circumstances that's where we are right now and so for me personally the only way that I can live 
so far from my home and so far from my community for long periods of time is to know when I'll be home and to know to have plans and to have things set up to be able to spend long or longish periods of time back home and back connecting with everyone. And so, yeah, that's part of it. So for me, the first part is to make plans and to know when I'll be back again, to know exactly when I'll be able to see my family, see my friends, spend time with everyone. You know, number two is keeping connected really regularly. So whether that's just like text messages every day or, you know, FaceTime calls or sending postcards or sending cards for people's birthdays or presents for people's birthdays or celebrations, you know, it's kind of just making that effort to really stay connected and stay in the loop. Because I think the hardest part about being far away isn't even missing the big things. I mean, of course, missing the big things are super challenging and super painful. But for me, the biggest part and the hardest part of living so far away from home is missing out on all of the really small things. You know, it's missing out on day-to-day activities and day-to-day happenings that mean when you see people again, you're confused because things look so different from how they did when you last saw them. Because if you don't keep on top of kind of that connection and that communication and understanding things that are happening in someone's life, then you get lost, you know, and it means then when you see someone again, there's so much catching up to do to even understand where someone is at or how they got there or what's gone on sort of in the past few months where if you keep regular connection and you're able to keep on top of someone's life and understanding you know the things that happen for someone and when something big or small has gone on or when someone's you know not doing too good when you're able to keep connected and keep in contact through those times it means then when you see each other again you're able to kind of pick up where you left off rather than trying to spend all this time reconnecting um yeah and another thing I think that's really important for me is to keep in somewhat really busy like I hate to say that because I think that it's really important that we have quiet time and we have space and we have, you know, downtime in our lives. But the truth is, you know, my life always has been quite busy and my life when I'm at home and when I'm surrounded by my family and friends is busy. You know, just the nature of being around such a big um, and connected community of people means that life is busy. And so if I come back and then I have an extremely slow life where I don't have too much going on, that's where I can fall really far into kind of darkness and feeling really alone and really negative because, you know, it's a huge change and it's a huge contrast. So for me, it's really important that I have kind of routines and schedules that I have a lot of social time with friends in whatever capacity that they have to meet me there and it's important that I have a lot of space for kind of hobbies and for also um 
and also space for projects and space for creating things. You know, I'm a very creative person. I'm a lot of the time I'll have a business venture on the go or something exciting that I'm working on or something that's kind of going to benefit me in the future. And for me, all of that isn't just fun or isn't just enjoyable. It's actually such a need because I need to feel like I am productively moving towards ways that I can create sort of dual living between countries and that I can create more opportunities to be home and that I can create more ways to merge the two lives together because it's challenging, you know, living in a country so far from home and so far from family and friends is not easy by any means. And I think one of the most important things you can do for yourself if you are in a situation where you live far from home and you struggle with that is to be really honest about that, you know, is to be honest about how you feel and to tell people around you how hard it can be at times. And it doesn't take away from the joys that you can feel in your life. And it doesn't take away from the positive things you have in your life. You know, I can look out the window and I can see how beautiful the weather is here and I can see how it's been sunny every day since I've been back and I can see how the beach is a five minute walk from my door and you know I can acknowledge how amazing my friends are and I can understand all the opportunities that are here for me and all of the ways in which I can succeed in ways that I struggle with at home but none of that takes away from the challenges and the emotional element of living so far from home. And so I think it's really important to stay in touch with that, stay in touch with our own emotions and our own feelings and to really acknowledge and to be able to share and express the pain of that. And I think it's a tricky topic and it's a tricky it's a tricky topic and it's a tricky thing to explain sometimes to people because I think when you're someone who is living abroad and has chosen to live abroad, there can be this part where it's like, you know, you've made your bed now lie in it sort of a thing. And I personally think that's just such a narrow minded view of, well, anything really, but of the choice to live abroad you know there are so many factors that come into somebody deciding to move to anywhere else but you know especially when it's somewhere very far away and I can almost guarantee for most people there will have been a lot of thought and considerations and planning and kind of tossing up the pros and cons and tossing up the sacrifices that will need to be made to live somewhere so far away and you know for anyone that has expressed to you or is expressing to you the challenges with living abroad or with living far away from family and friends you know please just honor that and understand that in life we can make choices and we can be okay with those choices or even really happy with those choices and they can also still come with a really big sacrifice or a really hard part to it 
you know, everything isn't simple. Everything isn't straightforward. And life comes with so many different complex facets and parts. And yeah, I guess I just want there to be more compassion for anyone who's choosing to live this life, you know, to live a life or to create a life far away from support and support systems. You know, it's never easy and there's always a lot more to it than meets the eye. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to keep this one relatively short and leave it there for now because I'm recording late in the evening. I'm pretty tired and I think if I carry on much more, I'm going to get really rambly. Um, but yeah, I think the message that I want to get across for today is if you know anyone that is living far away from home, you know, just to check in on them, check if they're doing okay, you know, check if there's anything that you might be able to do that you might have the capacity for that can help or that can make them feel a little bit less lonely or a little bit more uh, connected. And, you know, if you come across someone who is uh, trying their best to settle into a new place, into a new country or even into a new town, you know, just kind of taking a little bit of time out of your day to see if there's anything you can do to help them settle in, you know, whether it's to invite them to a social gathering where they can meet some people or whether it's to offer to go for a walk or suggest, you know, a cool Pilates studio or a cool gym or anything, you know, it's, it makes the world of a difference um, because it's a huge transition. It's not easy. And I can pretty much bet most people that are living far away from home have a great deal of loneliness inside So yeah, I think the message overall is just a little more compassion and a little more understanding for anyone who is in this journey. And with that, I am going to leave it there for today. Relatively short and sweet. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to hearing from you next week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to No Time for Small Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, share and leave a review. Remember to follow our Instagram, No Time for Small Talk, for extra resources and to be the first to hear about upcoming guests or events. If you would like to connect or find out more about my work, you can find me on Instagram at Ruma Integrative or by emailing ruma-connect at outlook.com. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now.